know, I was, I was sitting there in the back and I was thinking and I was uh, uh, just kind of going over the last couple things and just making sure I was ready. And um, I told Brother Kenny, I was like, I'm sorry. And he goes, for what? And I was like, it's going to be short, you know. And uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But no, I'm not. It's going to be short. <laughs> but in all seriousness, uh, you look at it like this is an opportunity for us to help support these teens, get them to camp and then to have some fellowship as well. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Romans chapter 8, Romans chapter 8. And if, uh, if you're wanting a longer sermon, I, uh, if you're, I challenge you or encourage you to come back and uh, listen to Pastor. Uh, he'll, he can go. And so uh, you can go ahead and tell him I said that. And, uh, you know, we'll go from there. We'll deal with that later. <laughs> but in Romans chapter 8 and starting in verse 35, uh, the Bible says, uh, Romans 8 verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I've entitled this message or this thought or, or this uh, challenge, God works through adversity. God works through adversity. Let's pray. Lord, we sure do love you. Lord, I pray that you just remove me from this, uh, Lord, and just allow your word to flow through me. Lord, I pray that you just remove me from the picture, Lord, and I pray that you use these words, Lord. Lord, I pray that you just allow us to walk out of here different than what we walked in. Lord, I pray that you just uh, be with our pastors. He's speaking away, Lord, and uh, I pray you uh, allow him to be a blessing to that church and as they move into their new building, Lord. Lord, I pray that you just meet with us now in a special way. In your name I pray. Amen. Uh, a, a quarterback once said, you hear about how many fourth quarter comebacks a guy has, has, and I think that means a guy screwed up for the first three quarters. Uh, um, uh, Mark Spitz, an Olympic gold medal swimmer who once attempted an Olympic comeback at the 42, said, made this statement, by making a comeback, I am changing the attitude of people towards me. If I'd known that people would react so enthusiastically, I would have done it years ago. Uh, uh, someone once said that this is real or true adversity, and I can attest to this. As soon as you sit down to a cup of hot coffee, your boss will ask you to do something which will last until the coffee is cold and you can no longer enjoy it. Uh, will Rogers once said, everything is funny as long as it, as long as it is happening to somebody else. And so uh, oftentimes we, we go through life and we, we deal with different situations, whether uh, it be financial, physical, emotional, spiritual, uh, you can fill in the blank that you can call it a, a bump in the road or, or a, a misfortune or a mishap or, in this case, an adversity, something that happens that takes us off course or something that comes in the way from us achieving our goals or something that prevents us from moving forward. You might say, well, I feel like I'm taking uh, two steps forward and ten steps back. I, I feel like I'm treading water or oftentimes we can just feel like we're in a rut. And, and in this passage, we are reminded of how uh, great and mighty the love of Christ is for us, that this is a pr pretty long list that says 
nothing can hold us from the love of Christ Jesus. And nothing can keep us from that. And we're, again, we're reminded that God works through ad- adversity. You know, oftentimes, whether we like it or not, it is through adversity that we have seen the greatest works done in our life. It is oftentimes that uh, we sit there and we, uh, we often wonder, why all this suffering? Why is this happening? Why am I going through this? And to be honest, we might not never know well, why. We might get through it and we might seem like, you know what? We, we, we made it through. We're on the other side. The grass is definitely greener over here. So why did I have to go through all that? Why did God put me in? And to be honest, maybe that's a question that will be answered when we get to heaven. We say, Lord, remember that one time uh, back in whenever and you, I was going through this? Why? You know, I, I personally believe that, it, you know, it's okay to question. It's okay to ask why. I, I, you know, uh, I think of you know, the example of Jesus on the cross. He said, Father, Father, why hast thou forsaken me? There's that questioning, but I, think, I believe that that's a fine line that we have to be careful to where we're questioning, like, okay, is it me? Is it something that I'm doing? Is it the sin that's in my life? Or is it the stuff that, that I can control that's, keep, that's making me going through these adverse moments? Or is it my bonehead itself that says, what am I missing? Or, you know, or Lord, what are you trying to teach me? And oftentimes we go through it and sometimes we miss what the Lord is trying to teach us and we have to go back through it. You know, I think that God does far more through our uh, does far more teaching through our suffering than we can see at first glance. And perhaps we will never know all the reasons and all the good things that he brings through it. But in his word, we see that we can make some sense of this. And I'd like to highlight three reasons for adversity. Number one, the glory of God. We see that the glory of God, uh, through uh, the adversity that we go through, ultimately, if we take a step back and we see, Lord, your hand, uh, I came through this and I came out of this, and it is your hand that has got me through this, and it is because of you. You know, I remember uh, a couple years back when we were uh, going through a situation uh, with the church we were a part of, I just felt like, Lord, why? I was at that point in my life where I just, I literally wanted to throw the towel in and say, Lord, I'm done. I'll go work at McDonald's, nothing against McDonald's. I'll go work a job. Uh, I'm just, I'm done. I, I just felt so drained, so hurt, so emotionally distraught. And I just remember saying, Lord, but you were doing something. And you were doing something in my life. And, we, and I, I just look back and and. and and I look back now and, and where the Lord has placed us, and I'm ever so grateful that the Lord brought us here to Bible Baptist Church, and the Lord has placed us here to uh, uh, claim you guys as our family and part of this and see the glory of God. And to this day, I still don't know why we went through that, but I know that I'm better for it for being here now. And that I'm happy that the Lord, and ultimately, I can, st- I can look at it now and say, Lord, thank you. But when we're going through it, you're just like, Lord, come on again. One more time, but, but I got it. At least we think we do. Uh, and then this, this, this part for me is, is the harder part to swallow because the Bible says in 1 Peter 4, 13 and 14, but rejoice in as much as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering, which we should rejoice in suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye. Think about that. If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye. 
For the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part, he is evil. On their part, he is glorified. Ultimately, God should be getting the glory in through any situation of our life. Good, bad, ugly, fun, boring, uh, however you want to put it. It should be God in and through us. It should be God getting the glory. It should be not Chris Ortiz. It shouldn't be uh, Dane Keeley. It shouldn't be Kenny Godby. It shouldn't be fill in the blank. It should be Jesus Christ and God ultimately saying, but because of him, I am what I am. But because of the grace that he bestowed on me, I get to be who I am and I get to be where I am. So we see the glory of God, though sometimes it's difficult because we're reminded, rejoice in suffering. There's nothing fun about suffering. I don't know one person. I mean, growing up, when we used to get in trouble, and my dad would say, my dad, I felt like he was the one person that rejoiced in suffering, (laughs) in our suffering, in my suffering. You know, I just, I remember my dad, when we'd get in trouble, he'd come have his dinner, and he'd just say, okay, go to your room. And... We would sit in our room, and I'm just like, Dad, can we just get this over with? Let's handle, let's take care of business, move on. And nope, my dad just, two hours later, come in, all right, let's talk. After sitting there for two hours in my room, just, uh, you know, trying to think of any excuse that I could probably try to wiggle my way out of something and, and just say, but Dad, you know, what happened was that this happened, and you have to be there to understand the situation. And my dad just sit there and just, he had this look. I, I'll never forget it. He, he just look at you. His glasses like halfway down and just look over his glasses like, are you done? You know? And then after that, we'd talk and he'd be like, but what you did was wrong. And I just remember he would just say, okay, you're going to get X amount for this. And this is the, the, <laughs> the wages of your sin, you know? And, and, and I just remember ultimately... Once it was taken care of, you know, we, we, we sat down and after we talk and like now when I go back home, we joke about it. But the truth is, I am ever so thankful that I went through that at the time. Absolutely not. But now looking back, I am so thankful that my father had uh, the, the enough, uh, um, however you want to put it, to just say, no, my, my, I'm going to raise my kids to live in a life, to live a life that's going to bring honor and glory to God and didn't let me get away with the things that I, I felt like I should have, you know? So we see the glory of God and also we see the growth of his servant, the growth of his servant. Nobody ever wants to attend the school of suffering, but sometimes we're enrolled without our consent. In this school, we often learn that we are very weak and desperately need God. And at the same time, we learn that God's grace is sufficient. 2 Corinthians 12, 9, it says, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I would rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Suffering uh, deepens our lives, and in doing so, it deepens our capacity for ministry. As E.M. Bounds once observed, preaching is not the performance of an hour. It is the outflow of a life. You know, the way we talk, the way we carry ourselves should not be uh, about uh, the Chris show. There should not be this person's show. It should be the Christ in and through that person of what Christ did through that person of what, you know, what greater testimony 
I wouldn't say greater testimony, but what, what, what cool of a story, however you want to put it, of, of going back and, and, and seeing your old friends or seeing your old acquaintances and seeing old people and say, man, you've changed. And you can say, no, it's not me. It's what Christ has done in and for me. And the glory given to God, and you see that growth of the servant as of us, uh, growing and striving to be that better Christian. And we go back to our original passage, and we're the, the list it goes on of, of, of what se- who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword, uh, for thy sake we are killed. Uh, jumping down to uh, uh, verses 38 and 39. Then neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God. And I'm just, uh, I'm encouraged by that thought because the, our growth should strive to that list. We can, we can make that list and we can just, yep, that's not going to hold me back. Nope, that's not going to hold me back. Nope. Principalities or powers? Nope. Height? Nope. Death? Nope. I mean, height for some people. <laughs> but <laughs> death? No, I'm just kidding. Other creatures shall be able to separate us. All that list, that list could be a mile long. Because there's nothing that can separate us from the love of Christ. There's nothing that can keep us from growing to be the right kind of Christian that the, the, the Lord I have us, but ourselves. And if we remove ourselves from the picture, what's holding us back from growing to be the right kind of servant that the Lord intended for us to be? Uh, we often see that, you know, when we're going through some adverse times, when we're dealing with some adversity, it's easy to question and it's easy to say, Lord, uh, Why? And again, in 2 Corinthians, we're reminded that here's a good reason. My grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Get out of the picture. Let go and let God. Just simply say, Lord, here's my life. Take it and mold it. Use it for your benefit. Use it for your glory. And if we remove ourselves, because if we're honest, we're nothing but dirt, sinful dirt that the Lord so graciously sent his son to die on the cross for us to pay the price for our sins. And if we're completely honest, we're not worthy. We're not. But yet, once again, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Oftentimes, I'm reminded of that thought of weakness, you know. I started going to the gym a couple weeks ago, and it's going, you know, it's going. I, I probably would like to take a couple more days off, and, and but once you get over that, you know, first two, three weeks, uh, your body kind of gets adjusted. But I just remember I was talking to my mom, and she's like, well, why'd you start going to the gym? I was like because I need it, duh, like, <laughs> I just putting two and two together, mom, and I just remember, you know, I was like, well, I realized my daughter turned four years old, that to me is insane, <laughs> you know, and I was talking to my mom, and she goes, yeah, before you know it, she'll be 29 and have her kids, and I was like, stop, no, no, And I just remember, you know, for me, that's motivation that I want to be able to one day, hopefully never comes, but one day I want to be in a position to just say, sit down, buddy. 
you know, and I want to be able, I, I, I'm going to, I want to have fun with it, honestly, but there has to be that work, that growth now to be able to one day, and I still have years to come, so a lot of years uh, for that to happen, but you know, there's still time, but there has to be a, a, a growth. There has to be a sense of preparation and a, a sense of, of di uh, di uh, denial to oneself to say, you know what, I'm going to put in the work, I'm going to do the time, I'm going to put in the effort now so that one day we can say, hey, Lord, this is what I did. Lord, this is, the, uh, this is what you gave me and this is what I did with it. And, and, and so there has to be a growth. And again, we are reminded that in our weakness, he is made perfect. In our, our, our humbling of ourselves, our, us removing ourselves from the picture, he is glorified. And lastly, tonight we see the fulfillment of God's will. The fulfillment of God's will. Christ himself could only fulfill the Father's will through suffering. But even in agony, he said this, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Luke 22, uh, 42. What greater uh, uh, challenge or what greater uh, uh, encouragement for us that if Jesus on that cross or going, getting ready at that point, just, you know, saying, Lord, I'll take a break. Lord, cut me some slack. Lord, I get it. I get it. I'm done. I, I, I've learned. But nevertheless, you're not my will, but thine be done. When we walk in circumstantial sunshine, we are quick to embrace the Father's will. But in dark valleys, we tend to hesitate. In fact, we're completely, if we're completely honest, we would admit that there are times where we really don't want God's will for our life. If we're 100% honest, we can say we're often afraid of it. If we could only see the great goodness that God brings through suffering. Charles Spurgeon commented, I am afraid that all the grace that I have got of my comfortable and easy times and happy hours might almost lie on a penny. But the good that I have received from my sorrows and pains and griefs is altogether incalculable. Affliction is the best bit of furniture in my house. It is the best book in the minister's library. You know, when, when we're going through it and we're, we're dealing with adversity and, and, and we're saying, Lord, uh, okay, what is the lesson you're trying to teach me? Lord, apparently I'm doing something wrong because the way I'm doing it, the way I, I'm trying to take control of it has put me in a situation where I can't figure it out or I'm going through this uh, rut or I'm dealing with this uh, adverse uh, situation. Lord, what is it? And I, I believe that at that point in time when we take a step back and say, Lord, okay, I've dug this hole deep enough. I can't get out of this. I need you to help me get out. And at that point in time where it's the Lord said, okay, listen here, buddy, you're going to do this, this, that, and the other. And then when we get out and we look down, what greater, what greater thought knowing, I didn't do that. The Lord did it. The Lord got me out of that. You know, uh, um, there was a story of a, a young man named Paul uh, who related a childhood memory of growing up in West Texas, which is tornado country. And in springtime, brings tornadoes there. Paul was three or four years old one day when uh, the skies turned black and the wind began to roar. Uh, Paul's father hustled the five boys into the house and covered them with a mattress for protection from, poten from potential debris uprooted by the, uh, by the crazy winds. 
Paul peeked from under the mattress and watched his father standing by the window, carefully watching the movement of the funnel cloud as it roared across the prairie. Tensions rose, fear gripped their hearts, and Paul's heart pounded. But Paul could not resist the urge to struggle out of, his arm, the, out of the arms of his mother, race to the window, and wrap his arms around his father. He remembers the distinct impression that the safest place to be in the storm was standing next to his father. How true of that for us as Christians? That oftentimes where we're going through a situation and we say, well, this is what I can do to deal with it. This is what I can do. If, if I only do this, if I only do that, if I were to talk to this person or if I were to make this adjustment, if I, I, I. When if, we're, if we realize I put myself there to begin with. And if we, weren't, if we just let go and, like I mentioned, let God and say, Lord, uh, you're going to have to get me out of this situation. We just cling to him, following, in, following him, living our life in a manner that's honoring and pleasing of him and saying, Lord, not my will, but thine be done. And ultimately saying, Lord, take, here's my life. Take it and do with it as you please. We'll see that the Lord will take us out of that situation. The Lord will uh, take us through the storm and ultimately come out on the other side and look back and say, Lord, thank you. Lord, I, I don't know, or I might not ever know why, or I might not ever completely understand that, that uh, the reasoning for you allowing me to go through that, or Lord, uh, I, the growth that might come from it might be uh, something that we might not see till later on, but what if the Lord puts us through something to be able to be a better minister to someone else? You know, we might oftentimes might go through a situation, we might never understand it, but along comes someone that says, man, I'm going through this. Years later, you might say, oh, guess what? I was there, and this is what the Lord did for me, and this is how the Lord got me out of it, and this is how the Lord provided this, and this is how the Lord helped me. And imagine that, that we all had a story to tell someone. I was going through this, and the Lord helped me with that. I was going through, and ultimately we go, it comes back to that, the first point, glorifying God. And as Christians, that should be our strive, that should be our desire, that should be our thought, just as uh, uh, we're going back to our passage. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. What greater promise is there and what greater thought? Nothing in this world can separate us from the love of Christ. And what greater honor or, or challenge for us that when we're going through it, His grace is sufficient and His grace is enough for, uh, for Him to become perfect in our lives. And so God works through adversity. Now the question is, will you let Him? Will you let him? Let's pray. Lord, we sure do love you. Lord, I just I, I thank you just as the, this uh, challenge message uh, was just a blessing to me and an encouragement to me, Lord. Lord, I pray that you just allow us to, to wholeheartedly depend on you, Lord. Uh, oftentimes it's easier, it's easy to just say, Lord, uh, why me? Lord, uh, 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 what about so-and-so? What about this? What about that? Lord, about, I pray that you just give us uh, pure hearts or clean hearts, Lord, to say, Lord, Allow me to not miss this, Lord. Allow me to uh, catch what you're trying to teach me, Lord. And that ultimately our lives are a great testimony, an example of just you working in and through it. 
Lord, I pray that there's someone here today that's dealing with something. Lord, I pray that they, they just turn it over to you, Lord. Lord, I pray that you just allow us the opportunity to just wholeheartedly depend on you, Lord. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen.